When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. Celtics are headed to the Bahamas. Joe, I know that's for sure. See, I think I did this the right way. Instead of waiting for the season to be the over, because the season ain't over for the Miami Heat. Ain't over, ain't close to over. I planned my Bahamas trip perfectly during the collapse, where it looked like the Heat might be on the wrong side of history. I managed to perfectly take off all of those shows plan my vacation, and then, bam, I'm back after game seven, baby. It's an incredible demonstration of how to thread the needle in proper fashion. I, 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 there's very little I can comment on that with how impressed I am. I would offer two things. Number one, to fit saying you should be calling his bat phone, why waste your time on something like that? Number two, I am curious to know, though, you're in a tropical paradise with your friends and family. You're having a wonderful time. How was this affecting your mindset as it was starting to unravel a little bit? Was it starting to bring you down or was was it such a nice trip that it it could not break the smile from your face? Saturday night was an absolute gut punch. I mean, just soul ripping out of my body, uh, heart hitting the ground. It was terrible. Now, it was lessened by the fact that I was, in fact, in paradise. So life went on. I woke up Sunday morning, had myself a lovely time on vacation. So that was the good news. But in terms of the heartbreak from that game, the way that it ended, it still stung. It stung good. And I had a hard time pushing it out of my head. And it definitely affected my mentality going into game seven last night. Now, when I woke up Sunday morning after that game, and in the immediacy of that shot, and after that game and then Sunday, I felt like, man, how do you come back from that? You know, how, how on earth can they recover from that moment? I, I had very little hope that that was going to happen. Then I woke up yesterday and for some reason, I started feeling good again. I started feeling like my heat homerism started coming back, started getting a little bit more confident. Cocky Heat fan was back and I was like, all right, you know, I kind of feel okay about tonight. We've done it at TGD Garden before. We certainly owe them one because they did it game seven in our house last year in the Eastern Conference Finals. And this has been such a weird series because home court doesn't matter at all. Frankly, home court didn't matter. See, that's what happens when you do so much gloating. Eventually, your internet freezes up, your Zoom connection freezes up, and I can just sit here and take the wheel and talk about how Jason Tatum getting hurt is what swung that game, a gift wrapped for the Miami Heat. Now, let's give her a try. (laughs) By the way, if you're listening to this right now, the panic look on her face. She What's went happening? from so happy. Yeah, we got you. You're, you're there. You're there. I was like, is you Jason Tatum so affecting my internet? <laughs> like, it, Boston has come down here and they're trying to slash my moment on to radio that I have now been fan, waiting for? To any Celtics fan who was sitting here listening and just, just like, God, will she shut up? I mean, that was the here, absolute Bill perfect Let me have I, my I, internet I, back. <laughs> Seriously. This was what my moment. What is it with you with Florida? You, and I do some work with John Anik from the UFC, you two have internet struggles every damn day. John Anik fights his internet like you couldn't imagine. And same with you. What is it about Florida? 
You don't know how to work the internet down. I don't know. Well, I would say it's the weather, but it's glorious outside. So it's not that. I mean, typically. <laughs> it's the humidity. I could try to, oh, there's a hurricane somewhere. There's no hurricanes. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's the humidity. I I think it's a conspiracy. I think the powers that be, and maybe his name is James Steele, because what James has written on my screen is quite literally, and I quote, oh God, the heat won. Now we have to listen to Amber gloat about it for another couple weeks. What did we do to deserve this? This is what is written written on my screen as the topic du jour to kick off our show. Here's what I don't get. Uh, James getting upset at you gloating about your heat when he gloated about his Kansas City Chiefs for as long as he did. That that doesn't make any sense. The people you should feel bad for are me. I'm stuck in the middle. I get nothing. I get get all these Philadelphia runs to the championship games and then the crap just falling out of the bottom as they blow it in the second half against the Chiefs, as the Phillies fall apart against the Astros, as the Sixers have it gift-wrapped and somehow find a way. Like, I'm the victim here. Not you, James, and not you, Amber. It is me. I'm the one that people should feel bad for. I, I, I wrote that because I, I feel bad for you. I barely talk about the Chiefs. I don't know. No, what you, you don't. You've about. never once reached James? out to me to see how I'm doing. You only speak about how it affects you. I, I find that to be very off-putting. We should be caring more about Joe Fortenball here than anything else. James and I'll tell you might- what, I'm rooting for that internet to drop out again because well, we will do a whole, a whole pivot on this on this fine program. James went to watch. Monday Night Raw or whatever that is on WWE last night. You know what it is. Instead of Game pretend. 7. Yeah, she knows. She knows. I was more interested pretend. in the Raw after Night of Champions. I needed to know what was happening. He was instead on there. of Game 7 last night. This I kept track still. of it. What are you talking about? It's called priorities. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. And yeah. back to Game 6 for a minute. And I, I'm going to bring this up, and it's probably one of the least important angles of the entire series. But I want to bring this up because it is so lost based on the fact that the Heat lost that game. Butler knocking down all three of those free throws was as gangster as it gets. So close. That was incredible. I brought my oldest son. He's six years old. We work on breathing techniques and meditation at home because if you can control your breathing, you can control your emotions. And Butler was stepping to the line and he was taking deep breaths like most guys do in that spot. And I'm pointing to Harrison. I'm saying, look, look at Jimmy Butler. These are three of the biggest shots of his career coming up. Look at how he's doing his breathing. You should remember this for when you start to feel sad or mad about something. Control your breathing. You can control your emotions. This is what they teach Navy SEALs. This is what meditation is all about. Butler was taking deep breaths. And the fact that he just knocked down all three of those as casually as he did, it gets lost in the shuffle because Derek White hit that bucket at the end. But, man, that was incredible to watch at the end of that game. Ice in his veins. It all went out the window because Max Struess was ball watching and Derek White had his moment there with the tip in at the end. Thankfully, none of that matters. The way that game ended, thankfully, does not matter. It gets erased in history now because the Miami Heat do not end up on the wrong side of history. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive protects your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, and RV and could save you money. Visit Progressive.com. Now, I was watching these games in the sports book at Bahamar uh, in Nassau in the Bahamas, and overwhelmingly, the crowd was Heat fans. And I'm talking, there was, I mean, there was tons and tons of people. It was a standing You don't say that an island very close to Miami had a lot right. of Heat fans? Is that the, it, that's the big breakaway there? But here was what I was taking away from it. Yes, proximity-wise, we were closer to Miami. Also, I feel like... There she goes again. This is this is delightful. This is absolutely delightful to have a show 
in which all she wants to do is gloat and celebrate. And the gods above, the gods of the Internet, just keep cutting her out at every moment. Now, I see you smiling. I can eat your Zoom's working again. Do you want to try talking? I, I don't know. I, and Welcome what's back. weird is I'm not seeing when it's freezing. So I don't know what's happening, which is why I know it's a conspiracy. Yeah. So I'm not hearing the dropout <laughs> in my internet. My Zoom is never freezing for me. And that's why I'm convinced it's a conspiracy. Mm. I'm going to find out who's behind this coming yeah. up next. <laughs> so that's the heat side of things. Don't worry. We will definitely be talking more about the heat tonight if my internet continues to work. If they continue to cut me off here at ESPN Radio, maybe not. But we're going to transition to the Celtics side of things. We'll see if they let my radio work when we talk about Boston. That's next. ESPN Radio is on the ESPN app. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Jason Tatum, his excuse ankle, and the Boston Celtics season are over. We will get into what that means for the Boston Celtics moving forward in just moments. But first, Joe's going to do what he does best. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Be very careful if you're jumping on this train. We've been cold lately, so if you go the other way, I won't take that personally. Last show, one in four, minus 3.2 units. Overall, since we launched the show, 129 wins, 122 defeats, one push, plus 9.85 units. First bet tonight is at 745 Eastern. We are playing the St. Louis Cardinals in the first five innings on the run line. What that means is everything after the fifth inning means nothing to us. It's a five-inning wager, and we have the Cardinals winning those first five innings by one or more runs, minus 130. It's against Kansas City Royals. This is a direct bet against pitcher Zach Greinke. Over the last two years at home, Zach Greinke... Five and four with a two two seven ERA, very very strong. On the road over the last two years, zero and ten with a five six six ERA. He is on the road tonight. The road has been very very miserable for him. Cardinals are actually turning it on here 
uh, after that horrible start to the season. They were 10-24 and 24 through their first 34 games. They're 14-8 and eight since. Miles Michaelis is pitching. He had a really strong month of May. First bet of the night, pizza money. Cardinals, first five run line, minus 130 over the Royals. Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh hanging out with you. Find him on social at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Joe and Amber is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. So that is what it sounded like. The end of the Boston Celtics season. It seemed like they were going to claw their way back in a way that nobody had ever done in NBA history. But game seven, Jason Tatum rolls his ankle very early on in that one. The air got sucked out of TD Garden. They never recovered, Joe. I mean, this was a blowout from beginning to end. I didn't exhale until about three minutes left in this game, but really, Boston was never a threat. No, they weren't. They took a lot of bad shots. The injury to Tatum is the story, the excuse, the reason, whatever some people want to use, but Jalen Brown was nowhere to be found in that game. I don't understand how he still can't dribble. How he just can't, when he tries to dribble, he just turns it over. He was terrible last year in a pivotal, pivotal game five at Golden State in the finals. Series is 2-2. He goes out in game five. He's 5 of 18 from the floor, 0 of 5 from deep. He was absolutely brutal in that game. They lose, and the you know we all know it went on with Golden State winning the title. And now, in a huge game last night where they needed him to step up, especially, especially with a situation where Jason Tatum is hurt, he scores 19 points on 8 of 23 shooting. He's 1 of 9 from deep. Boston just looked, and we've seen this throughout the course of the playoffs, they look disjointed on offense. They just That's not a problem for a team like Denver, who we'll talk more about. Denver's never going to go into a scoring lull for too long because Jokic will find a way to get them a bucket. But the Celtics would just go into the tank for so long, so often, that this was one they couldn't pull themselves out of. Credit to the Heat. I don't like the fact that some people try to put this on the Tatum injury and take away from the Heat what they deserve. They won that series. They were better over seven games, injuries or not. Well, and everybody's injured, right? I mean, Jason Tatum stayed in there. He played the entire game. So everyone's beat up at this point. You've all got the injuries. Obviously, even the Heat were shorthanded in this one. But with Jalen Brown, what we've learned is that he can't be the number one. It doesn't work. So they, when it's Jason Tatum and he's second fiddle, then it works pretty well. Be the oh, number one go. because Jason Tatum is hobbled, then it doesn't work so well. And so with Jalen Brown, you mentioned there the turnovers, that's been a problem. His lack of dribbling, that's been a problem. We saw it. It's why they didn't win the finals last season. And now they have an additional problem. Do they pay him in the offseason? Because he's going to command a lot. Yeah, you pay him. It's $295 million. He was on the second team All-NBA, which means he qualifies for the most you can possibly get, which is a $295 million deal. A lot of people are going to look at that game last night, and they're going to say, no, no, you can't pay him that kind of money. He's not a superstar. What are your alternatives? Don't pay him. And then what do you do? Who are you bringing in? All right, he's 26. Jason Tatum's 24. You have a really good core, too. And again, you can't get to the NBA Finals or win a championship without putting together a a, a decent regular season, right? You also have to make plays in the playoffs. And we can highlight some of the shortcomings, but at the same time, the guy was second team all NBA this year. He's played big in big spots before. He just didn't show up last night. And he, you know, he struggled at times. If you're Boston today, a lot of people are going to be upset. You got to blow it up. You got to do this. You got to do that. You don't have to do anything. I'd, I'd evaluate Missoula. I'd, I'd ask yourself if you want to bring him back because he looked a bit overwhelmed. Maybe it's a good learning experience for him. But this team has been in the conference finals the last two years. They lost in six to the Warriors dynasty last year. 
they are a good team. They're putting themselves in a position to get this done. And eventually, if they stay the course, it should break their way. So I, I think a lot of the panic is overblown in Boston. Keep doing what you're doing. You have a very good core in place. You have star talent. Next year, you're going to be one of the favorites, if not the favorite, in the Eastern Conference once again. I mean, we are talking about a team that's at Eastern Conference Finals in, in 2020. Short offseason didn't help any of those teams that did well in 2020. They bounced back. They're in the Eastern Conference Finals. They're in an NBA Finals, Eastern Conference Finals again. Like, we're not talking about a team that hasn't had success with that core there in Boston. They've had tons of success. But I think if you're a Celtics fan, the frustration is you thought they were going to take that next step. They make it to the finals last season. Now they should be ready to win the finals. And instead, they fall to an eighth seed. And I think that that's what's scary. If you didn't have to pay Jalen Brown this offseason, nobody would be talking about blowing up this team. But it's not just paying him. It's making him the highest paid player in NBA history. Well, yeah, but that's unfortunate how the CBA works. It's very fortunate for the players. It's unfortunate for the teams. You know, you have these qualifying thresholds, and if you put together, they want you to have a solid regular season, right? We can't sit here and complain about load management, guys not playing. And then when guys go out there and they play hard all season long and they earn an honor like all NBA second team, we can't then get mad that they're qualifying for more money. I mean, ultimately, this is what we're always talking about, right? We want to see the stars play, stop taking nights off, Get out there and do your job. Well, then they go out, they do their job, they perform well, they qualify for this money, and it's like, whoa, 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 that's way too much money. He didn't show up in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. This is the cost of doing business. It's a very player-friendly league, and until they do something about the CBA, there's nothing you can do but sit back and say, you know what? He gave you an all-NBA second-team performance this season. He with Tatum and the guys you put around him, you win a lot of games. You win a lot of games. Maybe it's a few tweaks here and there, but even if they had won that game last night, I still don't think they're getting past Denver. And then what's the argument, right? Like then we're probably sitting here not talking about blowing up the Celtics. They've been to the finals two years in a row. Who would blow something like that up? Well, I think one of the questions is, do they have that killer instinct in the most high-pressure moments? Draymond Green, Warriors forward, was on the Volume Sports podcast. He pointed out that they weren't winning the pressure games in this series. The Boston Celtics are who we thought they were. They got to the moment and they did not look like they were ready for the moment. All of a sudden, all the shots were short again. All of a sudden, they looked like they couldn't play basketball with their left hand again. All of a sudden, they looked like exactly who we thought they were. So let's think about this. Like, if you think back through the series, in every game that mattered, and now when I say mattered, I mean mattered for them, like where the pressure was on them, they were supposed to win, they actually lost. And quite frankly, they won on like a garbage buzzer beater at the last second. Give it Derek White credit. Like he made the play. That's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. But like they almost, they gave that game away. That's not how that works. That's not how that works. You don't get to make that statement. And then when there's a perfect example, like game six, that counteracts your point, say, oh, yeah, it was a garbage bucket. No, no, it wasn't. They made the play at the end of the game. They did exactly what you said they weren't doing, showing up in the pressure spots. That was the all-time pressure spot, and they made the game-winning bucket. What's he talking about? They did almost give it away, though, in the fourth quarter. So I understand his point from that perspective. I think what negates his point, maybe, is that they did to even get to a Game 7 last night. Nevertheless, I would imagine there are a lot of Celtics fans that feel like Draymond might have a point. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh hanging out with you. All you have to do is tell your smart speakers to play ESPN radio to listen to us. It is that simple. Find him on social at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Right now, let's sound on, sound off. They said it, but what did they really mean? What are you trying to say to us? Sound on, sound off with Joe and Amber. A lot of credit for the Miami Heat's success in the postseason goes to coach Eric Spolstra. And rightfully so. The Heat went from nearly being eliminated in the play-in tournament and losing to the Atlanta Hawks to making their second NBA Finals in just the last four years. Jimmy Butler has been part of that team. But where does this rank historically for Spo? That's exactly the question that Max Kellerman wanted Jay Will to answer this morning on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Where do you think Spolstra's heading before it's all said and done? Top five. All time. Top five. Eric Spolster has three chips. He has two chips as a head coach, one chip as an assistant coach on the 06 team with D. Wade and Shaq. And he's been to six NBA finals. Six. I think Steve Kerr is in that conversation. And Steve Kerr obviously has championships, but I will say from an X's and O's perspective, I will go out there and say I think Eric Spolster has a better X and O's coach than Steve Kerr. James Steele. Yeah, Joe, uh, what do you think? Kerr has the titles, but is Eric Spolster the better coach? Uh, I would say no. And I hate the fact that we have to kind of knock one of these guys because of how great they've both been, but I'm not putting him ahead of Steve Kerr because I know some people will look at this and say, well, Kerr has Steph Curry and and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and Kevin Durant. Well, yeah, Spolstra at the beginning had LeBron and D-Wade and Chris Bosh. Like, you were expected to win titles back then, just like the Warriors were eventually expected to win the titles. Steve Kerr took over in the 2014-2015 season from Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson, who was underperforming in a big way with that club. Here's what he did. Won a title, lost in the Game 7 of the Finals, won a title, won a title, lost in Game 6, had two tough seasons with a lot of injuries, and then won another title before losing in the conference semifinals. That is a ridiculous run. Spolstra is incredible. He's a fantastic head coach. He's not better than Steve Kerr. Oh, gosh. I mean, obviously I'm biased here, but this one's so easy for me that it is because everything that you just mentioned, he had, Joe had, past tense, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, and Chris Bosh. How many years ago was that now? Like, we're, since that time, LeBron has won championships with two other teams. Like, we have to move on at some point from attaching Spo to he's winning with LeBron James. Spo has done it with so many different teams. And just in terms of the success of getting to a postseason with some of the teams that this Miami Heat franchise has been fielding here since the LeBron James era. But Spo and the Heat are in the NBA Finals for the sixth time in 13 years. He's doing that with his best player being Jimmy Butler. The second best player on that team last night was Caleb Martin, who is undrafted. I mean, that is what we're talking about when we're talking about the Miami Heat roster. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Bam. He was great defensively last night. He left a lot to be desired offensively. But come on, Bam isn't, you know, it's not quite the duo that we're getting in these other places. And it certainly ain't the duo or the trio that Steve Kerr has had. 
with the Warriors all these years during that run. So, I, yeah, I, I can't imagine. I guess it feels like this to me. If Spo had that core with the Warriors, like if Spo was in Golden State, he'd also be winning all those championships. What he's doing with this team, particularly since Jimmy Butler got there, and it's really only Jimmy Butler. It's one superstar on that team, and people have argued with me about whether he is a superstar over the last four years. To be there twice in this four-year span, I think it's the most impressive thing that that Spo's done, and we got to graduate beyond the LeBron Op- operative Operative term, though. Operative term. Be there. Not win there be there if he wins the title without lebron it's a different conversation just getting to the finals and losing isn't all that impressive you got to I mean, close the show So impressive when again it's just jimmy butler and this season you are an eighth seed <laughs> it's jimmy yeah butler. but that's your own doing it you took Steph off during Curry, the regular Clay season Thompson and draymond green like give us one of those guys see what we do with it especially in their prime after another disappointing second round exit from the playoffs the sixers fired head coach doc rivers but they already have his successor hiring former Raptors coach Nick Nurse yesterday. What should from their new head coach? Here's Doris Burke. Well, here's what intrigues me about Nick Nurse. Think back to the 2019 finals and how what happens in the NBA. He goes to a triangle and two and a box and one. And all of a sudden, the NBA, you see teams now have that as tools in their tool bag. He is incredibly creative on the defensive end of the floor. I think he's a tremendous coach. But I would say this to you. Does the roster at all change given how he likes to play aggressively? You've got to be locked in and focused and be thinking for an entire 24 seconds. And then Joel Embiid. Nick is a guy who very much like Tom Thibodeau will play his starters big minutes. So those are the two things that came to my mind first and foremost. Amber, is Nick Nurse the right guy for the Philadelphia 76ers? Yeah, I think it's a great hire. Uh, It's exactly where I expected they would go, or certainly I thought Nick Nurse would be probably at the top of all of these vacancy uh, roles this season. But who cares what I think? Joe's a 76ers fan. How do you feel about your new head coach? We'll see if they get past the second round of the playoffs next year. I don't care about any of this. I don't care about that team, that franchise, their players, their coaches. I don't care about anything until you finally get past the conference semifinals. I'm not asking you to win a title. I'm not asking you to form a dynasty. I'm not asking you to win more MVPs. I'm not asking James Harden to take less money and become more of a facilitator. I don't care about any of that. Get past the second round of the playoffs. When you do that, we'll finally start to... uh to see the, the the sun through the clouds, what's been this miserable experience of this trust the process crap in which we're going to lose a whole lot, but don't worry. After we're done losing, we're going to start winning. You never got rid of the stench of losing. That was the problem. Le'Veon Bell, who hasn't played in the NFL since the 2021 season, made headlines last week when he said he wanted to retire as a Pittsburgh Steeler, who he played for from 2013 up until 2017, and didn't rule out actually playing for the team again. He also revealed one of his pregame activities. Here is Le'Veon Bell on the Steel Here podcast. I feel like I got a misconception about me with the whole weed thing, because, like, regardless, yeah, I was wrong just because, man, like, I shouldn't have smoked in the car, regardless, like, but, like, looking back on this, like, bro, like, that's what I did, like, you know, when I was playing football, I smoked, bro, like, even before the games, I smoked, you know, I'd go out there and run for 150, two tubs. In the NFL? Yeah. All right, so, uh, Lev Bell says there's a misconception with him. And uh, smoking weed, but he also says that he uh, smoked before games. Joe, 
Uh, does any of this surprise you about Le'Veon Bell? I have so many follow-up questions to that. When you say you smoked weed before games, did you smoke it like on your drive-in a few hours before the game? Or were you like sneaking out of the locker room in your pads to some like corner of the bowels of the stadium to get high like right before you went out on the field? I would love to know answers like that. I'd love to know how frequent it was. I'd love to know the why. Did it make you play better? Did it calm you down? Was it an addiction sort of thing? So many follow-up questions to that. We've heard about NBA players who used to get high and go out and play. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's really all that surprising. When I hear stuff like this now, Amber, I don't know how you are. It doesn't really shock me or floor me. Like, oh my gosh, he smoked pot before a game. I think we've heard enough of that stuff where, you know, kind of desensitized to all of it, unfortunately. No, it doesn't surprise me at all. I have known so many people who have smoked before athletic activities, smoking before the gym all the time, those sorts of things. I've never quite understood it. I don't think think it would improve my performance if I was an athlete, frankly, but I can understand how different people have different reactions to things, maybe also different tolerances for things. Maybe it's calming your nerves without actually inhibiting you. None of this is shocking to me. Obviously, it did him just fine. He had a heck of an NFL career, so I'm not surprised. The only thing I'm ever surprised about is in these sports where they test, and I understand in that sport, you kind of know when they're going to test for that in particular and all that, but in these sports where they test and then the players are still smoking before games like that's you know that that's an extra logistical issue that i would imagine that he was navigating but yeah in terms of actually getting high before a game that doesn't surprise me at all to each their own the chiefs and Bengals have started up a nice little rivalry over the past couple of seasons and this offseason orlando brown who's been protecting patrick mahomes left the chiefs to sign with the Bengals, and b joe burrows left tackle in cincy the browns new teammate tyler boyd loves the addition I mean, I loved it, you know, because, you know, uh, you know, we have a nice little rival with the Chiefs and just seeing him come over, you know, it's like, yeah, we, we, we won up y'all. But at the end of the day, uh, he's a great player. No matter where he would have went, uh, he's probably one of the best in his position, you know, and just adding him to um, what we got already, you know, it's going to allow Joe to have more time and it's going to give us uh, the will to put up those points, you know, so I'm just happy to have him. Amber is signing an offensive tackle who it seems like the Chiefs weren't necessarily all that interested in bringing back, really one-upping them. <laughs> Interesting way to phrase well, that we- question. Yeah, it's weird how that was phrased. <laughs> Not leading at all whatsoever, James, about your Kansas just City wondering. Chiefs. Just wondering. I mean, I'm just wondering. <laughs> I would say no unless this results in success for the Bengals that it doesn't result in for the Chiefs. I mean, the Bengals go on to win a Super Bowl this year and the Chiefs don't, and it has a lot to do with the added protection of Joe Burrow, then fine, maybe we can have that conversation. They got one over on Kansas City. At this point, no, it just feels like an addition that is helpful for a team that needs more protection for their quarterback, not necessarily one-upping, not even necessarily having anything to do with Kansas City. Plus, I feel like James is trying to get me to walk into a trap, the same trap I walked into last year over Tyreek Hill. I'm not going to do that again. You're not going to get me, James. I'm not going to sit here and say that the departure of Orlando Brown is going to be the thing that breaks the Chiefs because I have seen them overcome these things in the past. That's probably a good idea, yeah. The only thing that could break the Chiefs is number 15. If number 15 isn't available, then you're a very different team. He can overcome almost any any short-sightedness. If you have an issue on defense, he'll score enough points. You lose Tyreek Hill. Uh, your offensive line's mediocre. He's going to find a way around it. He's that good. It's huge for Cincinnati because that's one of their weak spots is the offensive line, given how many sacks they allowed last year as well as two years ago. you got to keep Burrow healthy. He's the franchise guy. And you're right there on the cusp trying to get past Kansas City. So it's a big addition. 
Now we all turn our attention to DeAndre Hopkins and where he's going to land because apparently a lot of these AFC contenders are in the mix, and he could put somebody else, in my opinion, over the top if they're the ones that end up signing him. More on that later. That's a tease right there. Uh, That is a tease right there. Another tease right here. Coming up next. Did we see the first domino fall in the end of the Warriors dynasty today? We'll get into that next. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. the end of an era in Golden State as Bob Myers steps down, citing it's just time as the reason. We will get into what that means for the Golden State Warriors moving forward in just moments. But first, Joe's got some more advice. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Player prop in baseball. This is in the Twins-Astros game tonight. It starts at 8.10 p.m. Eastern. Joe Ryan, who has had a terrific season for the Twins, is going to be on the mound for Minnesota. We're going to bet under 18.5 outs recorded, which is basically 6.5 innings. So if he gets through 6 and 2 thirds, I lose. Anything short of this, I win. He's been under in five straight. He's been under this number in 8 of 10 starts this season. He's a very good pitcher, but Minnesota doesn't work him to the 7th, 8th, and ninth inning all that often. Keep in mind against the Astros tonight, their offensive numbers as a whole aren't great this season, but Jose Altuve just made his debut 11 days ago, and since then, they're 6-2 and two in the 8 games he's played, averaging 4.5 runs per game. So they're more explosive than the current numbers indicate. Pizza Money number 2, Joe Ryan under 18.5 outs. Joe and Amber is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. So I mentioned the end of an era there for the Golden State Warriors. President and general manager Bob Myers has stepped down. He said it's just time after 12 years at the helm of that franchise. Bob Myers' career has looked like this with the Golden State Warriors. He hired Steve Kerr. That went pretty well. He signed Andre Iguodala. He signed Kevin Durant. He drafted Draymond. He drafted... Uh, well, Kayvon Looney, Looney, Jordan Poole, some of the more recent draftees there. He traded for Wiggins, Kaminga, some of these more controversial than others. The key, though, is that he helped design four NBA titles with the Golden State Warriors. A heck of a run there for Bob Myers. And yet, a run that has now come to an end. Here is the former Warriors general manager. This job... Uh... The one I'm in, and I would say this for any professional general manager or coach requires complete engagement, complete effort, 1,000%. Um, and if you can't do it, then you shouldn't do it. And so that's, that's, that's the answer um, to the question of why. So you heard him emotional there. He's doing this for the benefit of the franchise, right? Joe, I mean, that's what it feels like. It feels like he's had some swings and misses recently. He's obviously had a ton of success. He's a multi-time executive of the year there in the NBA. I don't think anybody's taking anything away from anything that he's really done with the Golden State Warriors, but people have felt like some of those decisions of late, maybe there needs to be some sort of change. I love Bob Myers. Bob Myers is a great dude. I was very lucky to get to know him when I was in the Bay Area. I went up there for a radio gig in the 2014-2015 season. That's the first year they won a title. Some say it's because I showed up. Some say that's just correlation, not causation. We'll leave that to other people to decide. But 
throughout that dynastic run, I was on the Warriors flagship. So I got an opportunity to talk to Bob on a regular basis. He's a great dude. He is a great, genuine dude. He's always gracious with his time. A true gentleman in every sense of the word. He had a ton of success with this franchise. He'll be the first to tell you that he played a role. He was not the reason they won. He played a role. They had a great brain trust of individuals in the room when they built all of this. Joe Lacob and Peter Goober, the co-owners of the team. Goober's got the movie background in Hollywood. Lacob is a Silicon Valley tech guy. Jerry West was a part of the organization. We all know he's a legend. Bob was an agent before he joined the front office. He has that experience. They had so many different minds with diverse backgrounds. That's what they wanted at the table so that when they were trying to problem solve or they were trying to work through things, they had a lot of different people who had different ways of seeing things, of, of approaching things. And it's a big reason for the team they built and for the success they've had. Bob was an integral part of that. He did a great job. I don't think anyone's surprised by this. When you launch a podcast about outside interests in the middle of the season, people are going to start to wonder what's going on. Uh, there were rumors about this for quite a while. So I think he gave the organization probably plenty of heads up. And let's face it, and I'm not saying this is the reason, but he's not an idiot. He's not an idiot. This thing is all about to go sideways for the Warriors. Mm -hmm. That was a nice championship last year, that last gasp. And this year was a solid run. But Steph's not getting younger. Draymond's got an opt-in this year. He can stay with the team. Or if he looks for a new contract, he could be gone. Clay Thompson's not the same guy. And a lot of the young guys they've been bringing in, like Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, they haven't really stepped up. They swung and missed on James Wiseman with the number two overall pick a few years back. So I think Bob realizes, you know what? This is a great run. I love the organization. I'm going to get out now. I'm pulling the ripcord. I don't blame him one bit. Get out um, and and go pursue other things. What's left to achieve with Golden State? So uh, kudos on a hell of a run. And thank you again for the courtside seats. Uh, very personal to wow, me. Wow, look at you. I was Goodness. bragging about that on air until the day I left. I deemed myself Joey courtside. Everybody hated me, wow. but it was awesome. And it was all because of Bob. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> Uh, he has taken he has taken some criticism of late with some of those moves like you said the thing is and nobody's actually like criticizing him but criticizing the moves the thing is though you're probably about to enter an era of a whole lot more than that because things like you said are at least it seems like probably going to go sideways and he has had such a successful run with them for so many years why ride it out like what would be the point because he's accomplished everything with them and I guess why ride it out if in fact you have other things that you want to go do now he grew up in the Bay Area he grew up a fan of this team he played basketball at UCLA so it's hard to imagine him anywhere else frankly but He's got other interests. He's got other things going on in his life. And his contract was up in June. So this was the perfect time. They offered him a new deal. Like this was very squarely his decision. But he decided that this was the end of at least that run with that team at this moment. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. I'd be doing the same thing. I mean, he's not... He's a guy that understands there's more to life. He's got kids. So the idea of getting out there and exploring a little bit more, being the president of basketball operations is a demanding job, especially for the Warriors. So good for him. Good for him. Get out there and enjoy your life. I mean, he is only 48 years old, so he also has plenty of time to go do something else, and he may come back to this exact role. Pat Riley is doing it in an NBA Finals right now at 78 years old. Coming up next, speaking of those Heat, they're in the NBA Finals. We'll get back to that. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Joe and Amber, the podcast.